Welcome, everyone, to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodger. Terrific. This week on the pod is a callback to our first two episodes where we cover famous people killed by animals. So this week will actually be part three. Mm. I have a few more stories, and I also want to redo a story. Uh, in our pilot episode, we covered Timothy Treadwell, the grizzly man, and I just don't think that we did it justice. So uh, we didn't do it justice in our first episode, so I want to go more in depth, and we are going to add some audio from the attack itself. This is like real audio of the attack, and we will play a bit of it. It's pretty gruesome, but kind of cool. Yeah, I just showed gruesome. I just showed Dave, and it's yeah, pretty gruesome is yeah. a good way to point it. Uh, I I actually I actually went back and listened to our first two episodes. I felt like it was a little cringeworthy, but that's that's just because uh, we barely knew what we were doing. As a, we didn't know how to do a podcast <laughs> back then, and it's just me. I was like, oh, I sounded stupid right there, things uh, like that. Yeah, everyone's always yeah, everyone's, everyone's, of themselves. Exactly, of themselves. and I went, but uh, now I mean, we we still barely know what we're doing right <laughs> yeah. now. But, but I think <laughs> but we're, we're having little, fun doing it. We're having we're having more fun, and we're a little more comfortable now. Uh, so it's okay. So yeah, it's gonna be a fun episode, everyone. And as always, we are joined by, joined by Colonel Cheetor. How you doing today, buddy? Hey, Matt, you're 30 now. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, you might be back in my good graces. <laughs> yeah, he's not making fun of you anymore. He's making fun of me. Uh, yes, I am 30 now. Uh, thank you, Cheetor. Uh, Cheetor's kind of a dick, isn't he? <laughs> Spotted one. <laughs> Spotted dick. Oh, okay, well, let's continue after that one. <laughs> As always, we want to thank all of our listeners uh, from all over the world. Thank you for following us and helping us grow. I like to think we have a small cult-like following. And if you enjoy the show and you want to contribute, uh, you know what you can do? You can go to iTunes or whatever platform you use. Give us a rating. Give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. It really helps us get noticed and gain more attention, gain more listeners. Uh, I know it takes like 30 seconds, but it would mean a lot to us to do that. So please help us out. We want to uh, interact. We want as much interaction as possible. We got a shout out this week as well, and yeah, we our hits did pretty good this last week. Oh, good. All right, but before we get going with the episode, let's play a game. Let's play Find That Country Challenge. All right. Uh, last week, Dave, you chose Turkmenistan, uh -huh. which well, I found that one pretty quick. I mean, I found them all really quick, but maybe you can give me this week, Dave. And so how it works is Dave has selected a random country on his own and I will find it. He's going to tell me I will find it on his nice squeaky globe that he has right here. That is kind of falling apart now, but yeah. I am ready, Dave. Oops. Okay, ready? ready? So hit me with that. Lesotho. Lesotho? Or is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Good, good try. Ah. <laughs> I know this. I know this one specifically because it's, I don't know. I don't know the proper term for it, but it's. Uh, it's in it's in Africa. It's in South Africa. It's literally Landlocked. in yeah. South Africa. Like in, in South Africa is completely in it's, another. It's a hundred percent. How do you say it? How do you? Uh, what is that called? I always said an, an enclaved. An enclaved. Enclaved. Country. Okay, that's what we're. That's yeah. what we're going. But how do you say the country itself? Like what? Lesotho. Lesotho. Is that how you say it? Okay. I always said Lesotho, but we all know. Yeah, I'm terrible with that's pronunciation. That's how it's spelled. Yeah, it's spelled Lesotho. Yeah, but it but is uh, completely one hundred percent. Its border is South Africa. It's really weird. Yeah. 
Uh, do you have any in- any information about the country yeah. besides that? As of 2016, it's 2.2 million people. Okay. Now, the interesting things about it, well, of course, you've already kind of noted it's it's completely yeah, landlocked. It's, it's an enclaved. I think it's, it, it's one of the only few, it's one of the few countries like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, the things about it aren't necessarily very good. <laughs> Not things to be proud of, you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, hit us with it anyway. So, apparently, it has a problem with child labor, and the UN's working on <laughs> getting that fixed. I guess that has too much uh, child labor going on. Also, it is the world's. Uh, this isn't the the great thing you want to be n- number Known one for. for. Yeah, number one at. But it is the uh, what do you call it? The country with the highest uh, rape rape per oh. capita at ninety six point one over a, to a hundred thousand people. So ninety six out of out of a hundred thousand people are raped. That's oh, is that a lot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So over sixty percent of of women surveyed in there oh. have said they've been sexually abused wow. at some point in their life. Yeah. And okay. uh, not something you want to be known for. No. And uh, men. Uh, what was it? I think. F- I I want to say is now there's sixty percent of men think it's okay to beat their wives or right, yeah. or take them by force. And fifteen percent of those of the women there also think it's okay for the man to do that. Yeah, so it's there's it's a different culture, very where, different culture. Yeah, and so it's really old worldish like that. And the, it's they're working on it, trying to get around. It's part of the UN now, and okay, they, they keep having political coups. It's one of those. Right. It's just like I a typical African country that we're used to that we've heard of yes, in the nineties. I get you know? what you mean. And so, but they're, you know, they're trying to bring that around. That's why HIV is so high there. Is Apparently, it? it's one of the highest okay. uh, rates there, too, because of all the, the rapes and all that stuff. So now they're starting to work on empowering women there so that they can say no. And, okay. You know, that Yeah, that makes stuff. sense. Yeah. That was a good choice this week, Dave. Good yeah. information. Yeah. Uh, let's not go there. I don't have, I have no <laughs> desire to go there. Uh, let's, let's get this episode going. What do you say? Let's do good it. Good choice, though. So, this episode, we are going to be using our... Sometime. Somewhere. That's right. Our time machine. A lot. Every story, actually. Oh, okay. But we're not going to play the sound for every story. Okay. But let's just... Let's just <laughs> it's going to be a part of it. It's easier on me. Yeah. It's like your one job. Yeah. You have, to, well, you have like two jobs. Is sit here I and... I have to find a country. No. <laughs> is sit here and interact with me and then do the technical work on yeah. the side that takes like 20 minutes. <laughs> but uh, let's hop into it, Dave. And we're going to hop in the time machine and we are going to the Philippines. Oh. I don't think we've been there. No. In a story yet. Maybe. I, but I don't think so. But let's meet a man. Uh, he is Fernando Poe Sr. Hmm. Fernando was born November 27th, 1916, and then he dies October 23rd, 1951. So hmm. let's learn a little bit more about him and why he is famous, and then let's find out what killed him and how he died. Okay. Is he famous because he was in Mamma Mia? No, he was not in Mamma Mia. Okay. Is Mamma Mia in the Philippines? No. Oh, remember the song? Fernando. Oh, Fernando. But I guess not. Lady Gaga. Yeah, I remember the song now. I think Lady Gaga did that song too. Oh, did she? She did a cover to it, yeah. Oh, okay. But Fernando was a famous Filipino actor starring in many films, and he was a leading man too. He was a very handsome man. Uh, He was one of the most popular actors during the late 30s and 40s. Hmm. I think I can't remember when film started making like they had sound in them. Do you? 
I don't. It would have been. It would have been. 30s, I'm trying to 20s? think because the Three Stooges were in the 30s and they already had it, so they've they've had it by then. Yeah, by the okay. 30s. So before yeah. the Depression, I imagine. Then they yeah, had ra- sound around there. Yeah, uh, right, maybe in the mid 20s. It doesn't matter. Well, bef- when they were normally putting, I mean, they still had. It it, it might have been a progressive thing. Yeah, that's true. Because I know they did have silent films through the Depression. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, he starred in such films as A Sing in Toto. And then I couldn't get the English translation for that one. But he also starred in uh, Fury in Paradise. Hmm. Forbidden Women. <laughs> Sounds like a porno. <laughs> they do have pretty cool titles. It's like the James Bond of the Philippines, most likely. <laughs> it kind of sounds like it. And then uh, he was in Darna. I don't know what any of these were about, but he's, he was a big pop, big time actor in this era. Oh, Darna. I like that word. Yeah. He also <laughs> had seven children, three girls, four boys. Six were with his wife, and then one was an illegitimate son oh. before his wife. I guess he knocked up another act- actress before he was married. Mm. Yeah. Uh, three of his sons also became actors. Uh, his son, Fernando Poe Jr. <laughs> That's always a bad sign. Never name your kid Jr. Jr. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Fernando Poe Jr. was a big-time actor. Uh, he was known as the king of Filipino movies. Oh, wow. So that's pretty high accol- accolades yeah. there. And he even ran for president in 2004. Wow. But he suffered a stroke and died later that year in 2004. Oh. But Junior was like the Tom Cruise of the Philippines there for a while. Huh. Uh, his filmography list was I on, I was on a Wikipedia. And uh-huh. It was about a mile long. Over 100 films he starred in. Wow. Uh, but let's go back to his father, Fernando Sr. In 1935, he got a Bachelor of Science degree in chemistry from the University of the Philippines. Huh. That's pretty chemistry. That's, yeah. that's something that's something right there. I wouldn't I don't like chemistry, but and in 1942, got, he got a degree of doctor of dental medicine. So wow. he's a dentist too. This so quite the guy, Fernando. Yeah, uh, he was well liked by everyone and quite famous in his time. But now let's get to his death. In 1951, Fernando was working on a film. I think he was actually directing the film. I could, I'm not oh, for okay. certain. Uh, now I don't know the exact circumstances on how it happens exactly, but one day Fernando entered the hospital complaining of hip pains believed to be caused by a fall he suffered the week before. Mm. Okay. But the next day he began complaining of breathing difficulties and stiffness in the neck. Does Mm. any of this ring in a bell, Dave? Yeah. (laughs) Is it ringing a bell? Well, let's meet up with an old pal of ours. Rabies. That's right, rabies. Uh, <laughs> Is that what you were thinking? Boy, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> but yes, Fernando has contracted the deadly disease and is showing symptoms. What oh, happens no. when you start showing symptoms of rabies, Dave? Well, it depends. Sometimes you get hydrophobia. For hydrophobia, you become afraid of water. Usually humans, they'll have, they'll, they'll, uh, how do you say? Uh, 
the they do get afraid of certain things. I'm just asking, they like, can't, and they they yeah, start they to lose their mind. They hallucinate. Yeah, it affects the brain. Will, uh, but what I was really going for is what was the kill rate once they start showing oh, symptoms? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. It is a hundred percent death rate if you start showing symptoms, and Fernando is no exception. So there, uh, Doctor Conco uh, approached his Fernando's wife and asked if he had been bitten by a dog. But he wasn't exactly bitten. I guess one day on set, there was a little puppy. And wow. this puppy licked an already existing wound of his. Oh, wow. And he contracted rabies just from licks from a puppy. Gee. Isn't that... In- that's, that's what crazy. at least they think. And so isn't that really, that really is crazy. Yeah. And I don't know if they knew that the puppy was rabid. Probably not. No one would think a puppy is. It's too no. cute. Uh, his condition turned worse. Eight doctors. This was like a, kind of a big thing. I mean, it, it was really sp- spring in the moment, but they got all the best doctors they could for this guy. So eight doctors got together and all agreed it was hydrophobia or rabies. That was, that was another name for it. Yeah. Rabies back uh, years ago. And all agreed, he wouldn't live another 24 hours. Oh, no. Fernando didn't even know he contracted rabies until shortly before his death when the doctors told him. Hmm. Obviously, he never got anti-rabies vaccine, which was around back then still. Oh. I need to look. We're going to do a first shot of the episode. There's going to be a bunch of them, by the way. But uh, we're going to do... I want to do another rabies episode sometime soon I've, I've already got a couple stories lined up for oh, okay it. and i, I want to go over more about the rabies vaccine and stuff like that so okay. we will cover rabies again uh he, so he died at a very young age he was only like 36 years old hmm. luckily he was uh heavily insured his insurance was around half a million pesos and i have no idea what that comes to in american money in 1951 no idea but yeah, they called it uh, Filipino money was pesos oh. as well. But our pal rabies returns and kills another victim. Uh, there's actually I was I was debating either this story or there's another famous person that was killed by rabies. Oh yeah, uh, we're gonna save that for the rabies episode. Okay, <laughs> but it's a very similar fashion. Let's just put oh. it that way. Uh, another actor puppy. So gee, yeah, pu- those puppies are dangerous. <laughs> You're gonna give kids nightmares now. Look, only, mama puppy, don't touch it. Only if they're in like <laughs> Africa or Asia. So yeah. most of the time they'll be okay. All right, let's get to our next story. Let's hop back in the time machine, and we are going to December first, two thousand and six, and we are going to Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur is the capital and largest city in Malaysia. Mm. Uh, Where's the prime minister? <laughs> you're doing a Zoolander joke, aren't you? Yes. Okay. At okay. Least I got that one. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, you, you love that movie, don't you? I did. That was Zoolander one. is one of Dave's favorite movies. And Dave, Dave honestly has like a Ben Stiller look to him. <laughs> ben could pull off. Uh, ben or Dave kind of looks like Ben Stiller in some ways. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, that was the date of his death. But before we get to that, let's meet a man. A very bizarre man named Ali Khan Samsudin. Hmm. Samsudin. Or, That's a cool name. Yeah, Ali Khan Samsudin, or better known as the Snake King. Ooh. So, spoiler alert, <laughs> he dies by snakes. Uh, why'd you have to spoil it? <laughs> but Ali, 
makes a living by performing snake shows. Not with any snakes, but King Cobras. Mm. Now, King Cobras are a snake we will cover for sure in its own episodes sometime. But King Cobras are the world's largest venomous snakes. They average around 10 to 14 feet long with... And one individual measuring 19 feet long. Wow. I'm sure most of the listeners know what a King Cobra is. Uh, They're pretty well known and iconic for the hood that they have around their neck. Right. Uh, But then they're found throughout uh, parts of India and a lot of Southeast Asia. And they're really thick too, like thicker than you would think, Uh, like baseball bat, maybe even thicker than that. All right, but let's continue. Now, their venom, as you can imagine, is quite potent. A survey uh, from Thailand reported 35 uh, bites, and out of 35 bites, 10 people died. Wow. That's like uh, 28%. And that's that's pretty high for snake bite fatalities. Yeah. Uh, and if a, But it goes even higher. That's for treated. Oh, wow. Uh, if a bite goes untreated, the likelihood of dying goes up uh, uh un- untreated bites kill around 50 to 60 percent normally and so they are very dangerous snakes but some people like ali khan have a way with them we've you know you've i'm sure you and most listeners have seen something like snake charmers yeah right? before using their flutes or whatever they use yeah uh, to make the cobras like dance and like make them so calm that they won't they won't bite. And I don't know much about that aspect, but when we cover King Cobras, we will cover that as well. Uh, let's get back to Ali Khan. He was 48 when he died, but worked with snakes for basically his whole life. His father did this before him and his father before him. So it's a generational thing in the family during his career. Before his death, he had been bitten three times by a King Cobra before. Wow. The first one, he was 21, but uh, I guess that carry, he carried anti-venom around and got proper treatment after each one of those bites. Mm. But he was, he was so good at handling cobras, he could, he could literally kiss them on the lips and the snakes just let him do it. I saw mm. pictures of him doing this, so it's true. Wow. And I guess he was pretty well known in Malaysia, but what makes him famous are a couple of stunts he did that hold up in the Guinness Book of World Records. I don't know why you would want to do anything like this, but (laughs) one record he held is the longest time living with venomous snakes. Now, I don't know how this works exactly, but I guess he lived with 400 cobras... I'm sure not all were king cobras, but he lived with 400 cobras in a small room for 12 hours a day for 40 days straight. Why? I don't get it. Wow. Why would you do that? 400. I mean, what's more dangerous? 400 or one? (laughs) It's just, it just sounds so bizarre. Yeah. Anyway, that's not all, and I saw a video of this one. In 1997, he lived in a glass enclosure with 6,000 scorpions. Oh, my goodness. For 21 days. I I wonder who makes up the days. Like, eh, 21 sounds good. (laughs) You don't want to go 22 with uh, 6,000 scorpions. But I saw this video, and he's just sitting on the floor, picking up uh, scorpions, letting them 
all over his body. It's so weird. Uh, I'll put a video link in the description if anyone wants to see it, but it's wow. so weird. Like people can come in. It was like a, a thing for people to come in and see him for a little bit. And like, it was like a zoo. Oh. And then he was even like sitting down. It looked like it was about the size of this room. The It was like an enclosure, you could say, but like a glass enclosure that everybody could see through. But he was, there was even a table there with a TV. <laughs> so he could just chill and watch TV, just hang out with scorpions, I Gee. guess. I, I don't know why anybody would do this, but he did it. <laughs> Uh, let's let's continue. Let's get to the incident, which I wasn't able to find. Uh, I wasn't able to get a detailed account about what happened exactly. But three days before his death, he was performing a show in Kuala Lumpur where he was bitten on his left hand by a king cobra. Mm. He was then taken to the hospital where he contacted his eldest son named Amjad. I think he's 21 at the time. Mm. His son didn't think too much about it because he has already survived multiple bites. Uh, then Amjad received a call by family saying to come to Kuala Lumpur. Uh, he rushed there, but by the time he arrived, his father was already dead. Oh, wow. Didn't get a chance to say goodbye. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, Amjad says he thinks his father's body just couldn't fight as hard as it used to. Being you know, older. Yeah, yeah, being older, and your body adds up. Oh, and he was recently diagnosed with diabetes. So oh, okay. that very well could have played a part yeah. in that. Um, so he, he got proper treatment and everything, but he still died. Mm. Uh, his son, Amjad, plans on taking up his father's mantle <laughs> and wow. doing his own shows. Uh, Ali also had a protege named... Nur Malena Hassan, who is known as the Scorpion Queen. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so make that a movie. <laughs> well, they made Scorpion King. Yeah. Do you know what I remember? Okay, it's a little sidebar, real quick. Okay. So Scorpion King, that movie, mm -hmm. came out in like 2002 or three. Okay. Doesn't matter. But Dave, I remember you picked me up from junior high school, and you and I went and saw oh, Scorpion really? King together. I don't remember that. I do. Oh, I don't know why cool. I remember it. I don't know. I was maybe 13, maybe your son's oh, okay. age. And you just picked me up and you and I went and got, saw Scorpion King because I was really into uh, wrestling. Yeah, you like The Rock. Yeah. I love The Rock and The Mummy movies are some of my favorite movies. I yeah. just thought of that. I didn't even think about that until oh, right that's now. that's crazy. Well, just to let everybody know, me and Dave's relationship. Yeah. <laughs> you must have been like 20. How old were you when, when you got married my sister? Like 22? Uh, like 23, 20, 23, yeah, must 24. must have been like 24 or 5 by that yeah. time. So I didn't think about that until right now. That's crazy. <laughs> but uh, that is the story of the Snake King of Malaysia. Hmm. So for our next story, let's hop back in the time machine. Let's go... To when our next guy gets attacked and dies, let's go to August 9th, 2001. And we are going to Kenya, Africa. Mm. We actually uh, have one hit from, or one download from Kenya. Hey! <laughs> one, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if the person probably listened to us like 10 minutes and then turned us off. Is <laughs> <laughs> he stupid American? I don't know. That was not a Kenyan accent. <laughs> I don't <laughs> But that's probably what he thought. Anyway, uh... That's where the attack happens, and this famous person dies. But before we get to that, let's meet our guy. His name is Jacques Boxberger. Hmm. But he goes by Jackie. 
Okay. He is from France and born Maybe April... that's how they came up with Jack in the Box. <laughs> Jackie, Jackie Boxberger. <laughs> Maybe, Dave. Uh, he, he's from France and he was born April 16th. 1949. That was such a stupid joke. <laughs> but, but it made sense. It, it was, yeah, it's making me laugh now. <laughs> anyway, now what Jackie was known for is running. He is an athlete, track and field guy, and an Olympian. Hmm. He was a distance runner, and I saw pictures of him, and he looks like a runner. He's like six feet tall, but it only Ooh. weighs like a buck sixty. So oh, he's really, okay. he's got a runner's build. You know, that's how yeah. a lot of the distance guys are. They have a, like a lean, skinny look to them. Yeah. And while sprinters normally have more visible muscle and I, I, I think yeah. that's true at least. Yeah. So he has a thin, but looks, he's just a, looks kind of like a tall white guy from France. Okay. So Jackie has a bunch of accolades. Accolades. Let's go over them real quick. He was known as the great hope of French middle distance running. Mm. The great hope of middle distance running. <laughs> Very prestigious. Nice. Uh, breaking, he broke the junior world record in the 1500 meters in 1968. 1500 meters is just oh, under a mile. If I, and if I remember right, four times around the track equals a mile. Is that yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Or maybe that's 1500 meters. I don't know. One of the two. Uh, I struggle with the metric system. But a little sidebar here. There are only three countries that don't use the metric system. Oh. Only three. Obviously, here in the U.S., the other two might just sound like random countries I would just throw out there. We have uh, Burma or oh. Myanmar. They don't use it. And then Liberia, which is a small country wow. in Western Africa. Wow. But why we had to be different in America, I don't know. But I think it's pretty dumb. Yeah. But we have to look. Yeah, it's really annoying. It's like people listening, they're like, what? I don't I don't know if like other people know what ours is. And we just didn't. We just like, no, we, I'm not learning the metric system. Yeah. So, yeah. So most Americans will struggle with the metric system for sure. <laughs> anyway, back to Jackie. He represented France in the 1968, 72, 76 and 84 Olympics. I don't know why he wasn't in the 1981s. We skipped that. Uh, but I do know that those Olympics were uh, in the... So I think they were in Moscow. So that was during oh, the Soviet okay. Union. And many countries boycotted and didn't compete. Although France was one that did still compete, I believe. Huh. Uh, Jackie never meddled in the Olympics, though. Get the it? Wait, oh, you I thought you meant meddling as in... Never mind. <laughs> were you going to make another pun? Yeah, I thought you meant... Meddling is in uh, messing around with. Uh, oh, meddling? Okay. Uh, upon with Jackie, getting a medal. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay, we're going to skip. Sorry about that. Keep going. <laughs> uh, Jackie never meddled in the Olympics, though. The closest he came was in 1968 in the 1500 meters. He got sixth place. But he had better luck at other uh, smaller events. In 72, he won in the 1500 meters at the European Athletics Indoor Championships. Hmm. And won several French titles during his career. I didn't bother looking them all up. But uh, the most impressive accomplishment was in 1983 and 85, he won the Paris Marathon. Oh. Yeah, which has been going on since 1976, uh, with his best time being two hours, 10 minutes, and 49 seconds. Mm. What's and, the record? I don't know. It's not oh, too much okay. under that. I didn't check. But uh, yeah, that's 26 miles. A marathon. Wow. Yeah, that's that's really fast. 
So Jackie can run, to say the least. Actually, probably people are probably beating that by now. You know, with with uh, medicine and oh, nutrition yeah. and steroids, they're probably they might be a little under yeah. that by now. But Jackie suffered a major knee injury, which forced him to retire early. After this, he married and settled down and had a child. Now let's springboard to his death in 2001. Sounds like a cool guy, though. Nothing. Yeah, yeah he seems fine. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to, like. Uh, to find any kind of detailed report on what happened, all we know is that Jackie went on vacation to Kenya on a safari. And he goes to Savo, East National Park. Uh, have you ever heard of Savo? I think uh, Savo is a place that we will cover at some point, specifically the Savo lions. Okay, okay. The pair of lions that killed lots of people while they were building the railroad. Uh, we will have a solo episode on that sometime. When, when, when we cover lions... That was uh, um, the Ghost in the Darkness film yeah. with, uh, what's his name? Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. But Jackie was in Kenya with his wife and daughter when Jackie was attacked and killed by a, what do you think? I don't know. Lion? Nope. Hyena? Bear. Elephant? Elephant. What? The largest land animal on the planet. And they can While stand- he was sleeping? No, I'll tell you, I'll, tell you, I'll get to oh. it. <laughs> But uh, the largest land animal on the planet, they can stand 13 feet tall and weigh over 13,000 pounds. Now, I mean, we'll definitely cover elephants sometime, too. But the elephant attacked Jackie as he was trying to film it. The elephant picked up Jackie with its trunk, threw him against a tree, and trampled him to death. Oh, man. Jackie died at the age of 52. And like our other story so far, uh, his daughter... Ophelia carried on his legacy and had a successful career running. She won the 1500 meter championship in France in 2014. She was only 11 when her dad died and may have even seen it happen. I'm not sure because they were on safari. So the elephants are super dangerous, man. Yeah. Both African and Asian elephants. Asian elephants probably kill more people though. Living Hmm. in, Closer quarters with people. Oh, okay. Uh, and I just want to add this. I I learned it as a kid reading my multiple animal books back then. But the best way to tell an African and Asian elephant apart, do you know? The ears. Yeah, very good. Is their ears. African elephants have much larger ears than the Asian ones. Also, Asian elephants are the ones that you see at circuses doing tricks and ones people can ride on, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, Asian ones are are trained more than African ones, like a lot more. I'd say like 90%, 90, over 90% of elephants trained are Asian ones. Okay. And we will definitely cover elephants in multiple episodes sometime. Mm, okay. But that is the story of Jack and the Box Burger. <laughs> Jack and the Box Burger. Yeah. Nice. All right, so let's go to our next story. But I, I wanted to add this one. It's not a famous person being killed by an animal. We're doing something a little different. It's actually a famous person who killed an animal on accident. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's really crazy and kind of funny, honestly. And I wanted to add something lighthearted before we get to our next, our main event story of Timothy Treadwell. So I wanted to throw this in there. Uh, If you're a sports fan or baseball fan, you'll probably know this story. We don't have to travel uh, in time far because we are staying in 2001. On March 24th, 
Dave, I'm sure I bet you've heard of this story. During a spring training Major League Baseball game in Tucson, where I used to live, uh, I don't think spring training happens in Tucson anymore, though. Anyway, but on this day, the Arizona Diamondbacks are playing against the San Francisco Giants. And the pitcher in the game is Randy Johnson, the big unit. Johnson is a really famous baseball player, Hall of Famer, and he's like 6'10", lanky-looking lefty who throws over 95 miles an hour on his fastball. I, I think he's hit 100 before. He's, and he's a weird-looking dude as well. Have you ever, you know what I'm talking about? I don't know who he you is. Don't you know no. who that is? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so in the well, he used to play for the Mariners, I think that's, and then he oh, played okay. for the Diamondbacks. But he's a, he's a Hall of Famer for oh. sure. But in the seventh inning of the game, Johnson is on the mound, and at the plate is right-handed hitter Calvin Murray. I don't know anything about him. Johnson throws a fastball, and about two thirds of the way there, a dove flies. Flies by and the 95 mile an hour fastball collides with the dove and the dove just explodes in feathers. I, I saw that on YouTube. Have you seen it? Okay, I've seen good. it. Yeah, good. Because I'm gonna it's, put I'm gonna put the clip in. I the remember seeing that and I'm like, what was that? Because it lo- it looks like the baseball explodes midair and you're like, was he? Did he have a trick ball or something? <laughs> did he have a trick ball that would was it made of feathers? And then yeah, and then as it goes on, they start talking about like who's it? The ump walks over or somebody? And yeah, they're everybody in the stands. <laughs> it was crazy. Crazy. Yeah, but there there wasn't much left of that dove. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it really and the, yeah, the, it really did explode. The crowd goes like, "Whoa!" They they they're like, "What just happened?" Nobody knows, and everybody like the umpire and the the catcher were like, "What just happened?" People just <laughs> stood there for a while trying to trying to figure things out. But uh, it's, one thing that's funny is uh, Johnson is Randy Johnson. He's kind of a hard ass. Huh. He, and he didn't find it amusing at all. He, he, what did yeah, he do? he's just that kind of guy. And what's funnier is that the D-backs, well, the D-backs actually won the World Series that year in 2001. Oh. And he's a Hall of Famer, but he says he still gets asked about the bird more than any of his accomplishments. <laughs> nice. He's a Hall of Famer. He pitched in the World Series. And all he gets, gets asked about is that bird. <laughs> wonder if the wonder if the... the, the uh, state went up to him after that. Hey, you got a permit for that? <laughs> <laughs> but I'll put a. I'll definitely put a link. So if you anybody wants to see that, it's it's actually kind of cool. But that's not the only time a player was uh, has accidentally killed a bird during a game. In 1983, Yankee outfielder Dave Winfield killed a seagull in Toronto Ooh. with a warm up pitch. Oh wow! And he get, get this. This is so silly. And he was charged. The police actually charged him with animal cruelty. Oh, but uh, I mean, but the charge was later dropped for obvious reasons because that would be so stupid <laughs> yeah. to charge a man for that. And Johnson Johnson's was more dramatic. But yeah, check out everyone should definitely check out the video. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I just felt like adding that one. <laughs> a little lightheartedness before we get to our next yeah. We'll need it. Yeah, you're gonna. We're gonna need it. Let's go to our main story, our main event. Like I said, this is a redo from episode one. Uh, When we covered this story back then, I think we barely, yeah, we were barely knew what we were doing as a podcast. So I want to, I want to just want to go over the story once more. But mostly, we're going to. I mostly want to do this because I want to add some audio from the attack, and not to give a Dave-like pun. But the audio is grisly. 
<laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, and every, everyone is going to hear it. Uh, I will say as a disclaimer, this audio is quite disturbing. And not for the faint of heart, and maybe not for children either. No. It might give them nightmares. No. But everyone, you have been warmed. Warmed? You warned. Warned. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Let's get to it, though. Uh, don't have to... We don't have to travel far in time again. We've been in 2001 for the last two stories, so let's go to 2003 in the future. This is when the attack happens. Uh, I, I want to play part of the audio right now and part later. Uh, here, ladies and gentlemen, are sounds from a bear pretty much just killing a man. And I'll add that, to my knowledge, this audio has not been doctored at all. And to my knowledge, this is the legit audio. We're going to play like maybe 10 seconds of it right now. Here it is. Okay, so everybody heard that and heard those cries. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. Well, now we know what happens. Let's meet the guy now. His name is Timothy Treadwell, also known as the Grizzly Man. He was an American bear enthusiast, also an actor and documentary filmmaker. We're going to kind of go in a little more in depth than we did last time about him as a person. And I actually I actually kind of like him. I think he's funny. Uh, he was born April, April 9th, uh, 1957, born in Long Island, New York. Uh, in high school, he was a pretty ordinary person, ordinary student, ordinary kid. And he got like B grades and he was also a diver on his school swim team. Hmm. He was always very fond of animals as a kid and kept a squirrel. He had a squirrel as a pet named Willie. Hmm. Willie the squirrel. That's not a bad name. No. Oh. Then when he went to college, he became a little odd. He's an odd guy. Oh. Really strange guy. But there he claimed that he, he, like, so in college, he claimed that he was a British orphan who was born in Australia. Like, huh. he just went around telling people that. Like, What? Why would you do that? Yeah. Maybe he's trying to get himself as an act because he's an actor. Oh, okay. I don't know what he's trying to pull. Maybe he's trying to get, Meis, make a character. Meisner, or the, yeah, method acting. Me maybe. But uh, Timothy is, Timothy is no, by no means a bad guy, but he's very odd. But I actually, I watched some videos on him just today and I was like, this guy's pretty funny. I actually kind of dig him. Anyway, after college, his father says Timothy uh, hit a downward spiral and started drinking a lot, and he was uh, he had a back problem, so he had to retire from diving because he got a oh. diving scholarship in college. But after that, he uh, kind of went on downward spiral. And also at this time, he maybe this downward spiral uh, attributed from him failing from multiple film auditions. Oh. Timothy was actually in the running to play the character Woody Boyd from the sitcom Cheers. Huh. But the role, he, he claims he was second in the running, but the role actually went to Woody Harrelson, who's now a real famous actor, yeah. big time actor. That could have been Timothy. Who knows? <laughs> but his alcoholism then led to drug addiction, and he nearly died from a heroin overdose at one Ooh. point. But he does get clean. 
He traveled to Alaska to watch bears after a close friend convinced him to do so. Uh, he wrote that after his first encounter with a wild bear, he knew he found his calling in life and believed his destiny was entwined with the bears. Hmm. He even attributed his recovery from drug and alcohol addictions entirely to his relationship with bears. Wow. So, whatever it takes, I guess. Yeah. That's what you got to do. So what Timothy is known for was spending years filming himself observing bears in Alaska. And he did this for 13 years in Katmai. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm probably not. Katmai National Park, hmm. which is on the coast in southern Alaska, about 300 miles southwest of Anchorage. And he called this place the Grizzly Sanctuary because hmm. it was protected land. Oh, okay. So he would, over months at a time uh, during the summers, uh, camp out with bears and film them. And I've seen some footage, and he... What he he got some really good stuff. Let's just say mm. that. And he was a funny guy too. Like I watched some of his. He would he would do um when he was recording he would do multiple takes of himself, not when the bears are around obviously. But <laughs> he would he he kept saying like I would do one take with a bandana, one without a bandana, one with glasses, one with glasses and a bandana. <laughs> and he, it was just, he's just a, a character. Nice. He's a he's a funny guy. He was uh, known for getting extremely close to the bears, uh, he observed. Sometimes he even touched them and played with their cubs. Wow. I don't know to the extent, and who knows if that's true. But, mm. uh, Timothy says he was always careful with the bears, and he, that he actually developed a sense of mutual trust and respect with the bears. He would name the bears he encountered and consistently saw many of the same bears each summer. And claimed to build a standing relationship with them. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, him doing this is very controversial. As you can imagine, a research ecologist named Tom Smith said that Timothy was breaking about every rule in the park in terms of distance to the bears, harassing wildlife, and interfering with natural processes. Mm. Now, I watched one video of him no less than five feet away from a wild bear eating a salmon in a shallow river. And it makes you, it really makes you wonder if Timothy is all there or not. I'm going to go with a little bit not. <laughs> he is definitely a bit crazy though. Oh, and he's like, in the video, he, the bear's name is Cracker. He names all the bears. Huh. He's like, hey, Cracker. Hi, Cracker. He's just a weird guy. Huh. But this also got him lots of attention. He appeared on various TV shows, including the Discovery Channel. He was even on David Letterman. Wow. And Dateline NBC. Uh, I'm sure he liked the attention, too. And honestly, in his mind, he thinks he said this. He thinks that he is helping the bears. I don't know how he's really helping the bears. Maybe for scientific research, we could say. Sure. Um, so it might be true or not. But hmm. yeah, maybe that's the best thing I could think of why he would be helping the bears. It's yeah. just for educational purposes. Yeah. Uh, he had many conflicts with the National Parks Service in Alaska. They say he is endangering himself out there, but Timothy wasn't one to listen to their warnings. Mm. And he also didn't carry bear spray with him okay. or, or a gun. He didn't carry a gun, but also he should have definitely had bear spray. As we'll find out. Yeah. All right, we talked about we've talked about bears a few episodes ago, and we've covered several bear stories. So I'm not going to go into detail about 
the grizzly bears. We all know what they are, but these bears in Alaska, these, I think these are the Kodiaks, which are the largest ones. And okay. they can get 800, almost a thousand pounds. These big bears. Mm. But let's, let's get to the story though. Now in 2003, Timothy, well, he didn't, he, he's done this for 12 years already. He's gone out on his own, spending several months. Uh, this year he does not go alone. He is taking his girlfriend, Amy Hognard. She was a physician's assistant from Buffalo, New York. Hmm. According to diaries from according to diaries they found, Amy feared the bears and felt uncomfortable around them. Hmm. You know, which is the way you should feel as a person. Her final journal entries indicated that she wanted to be away from this, like she was kind of done of done with this. Oh. And probably second guessing her life decisions. And why did I let this crazy man I'm dating talk me into doing this? <laughs> but while camping, they set their campsite near a salmon stream where grizzlies commonly feed. There, or they were in the park later than they normally, than later than he normally is. They're in there uh -huh. later in October during the fall, the beginning of October. This is when bears um, are almost entering hibernation or maybe they have already, but this is when they start eating as much as possible, anything they can find uh, okay. right before hibernation to put on the pounds. Uh, that fall, uh, food was scarce, causing the bears to be a little more aggressive than normal. Oh. So Timothy and Amy were supposed to leave earlier, but they extended their stay a week in effort to locate a favorite female bear of Timothy's. So they had to stay a whole nother week. I'm sure she was really happy. Probably not. <laughs> Timothy is the kind Timothy's the kind of guy who hated like modern civilization. And felt better in nature with the bears as he than he did with around people or oh, in okay. cities. That kind of guy. Yeah. But a lot of the bears he filmed in the summer that that knew him uh, were already in hibernation, and other bears he didn't know were kind of trickling into this territory. Hmm. There is no there's no set time for hibernation. Each bear goes to sleep at different times. So one could be a whole month earlier than the other. There's been records of bears not even going into hibernation like brown bears. But um, some of the last footage he shot hours before his death was a new bear that was diving in a river repeatedly for a piece of dead salmon. And Timothy mentioned in the footage that something was off and he didn't feel comfortable around this particular bear. Hmm. It's Now, it's not 100% certain, but... Uh, this is the bear that is believed to the, be the one that kills him. Okay. So he it's not 100% sure, but they think it is. Mm -hmm. So this is the day before he and Amy are supposed to be picked up. So they've got one they're on their last day, literally their last oh. day after being there for months. Uh, this is on October 5th. And around noon that day, Timothy spoke with an associate on a satellite phone there, there uh, when they talked, there was no mention of problems with any bears or anything else. Everything was going great. They're like, yeah, we're going to get picked up tomorrow. Let's go to tomorrow, the next day, October 6th. And let's meet Willie Fulton. He is a Kodiak air taxi pilot. Hmm. And he's the one who's going to pick them up. He arrived at the campsite to pick them up. He found the campsite abandoned. He doesn't see them. 
Willie contacted park rangers. When they arrive, they quickly find the mangled remains of wow. both Timothy and Amy. See. How would you like to be that guy to find it? No, I would not. He's like, uh, hello? Nobody's there. And then you know something's up. Yeah, you know something's up. You see, like, shredded tents. You you would probably figure it was a bear. So I'd probably hop back in the plane and call call them in, wait till they get there. Timothy's disfigured head, partial spine, right forearm and hand, with his watch still attached, were recovered a short distance away. Gee. Amy's partial remains were found next to the torn and collapsed tents, partially buried. Wow. So both bodies were partially eaten. Mostly mostly Timothy's body. There was not much left. Wow. Now, while rangers are retrieving the bodies, they see a large male bear kind of protecting the surrounding area. This bear was shot and killed so they could retrieve the bodies. And the bear was tagged. It had a collar on, I guess. And it was uh, bear 141. Hmm. And then a second adolescent bear was also killed a short time later when it charged at the rangers. Oh, gee. So they are in deep bear territory wow. right now. At the site uh, with the first with bear 141, they open it up. Uh, open up its stomach and find human remains. Oh, which one? The, the limbs. No, I mean the adolescent bear. The bit, the 141, one. the big okay. one. So they, they find body parts like limbs, fingers, and even clothing. The second adolescent bear was actually never opened up. Okay. Now, the craziest part about all of this is the recording. I gave you a sample of it. Let's listen to a little bit more. Pretty grisly stuff, huh, Dave? Yes. Uh, like she's saying, fight back, fight back. And there's just, I can't, I don't know what he's saying, but it's not, it's just screaming and trying yeah. to say stuff. Um, uh, so they find the camp. Oh, so the Raymond Rangers find the camera. It is, has, still has the lens on. So they think Timothy was actually setting up to do another shoot, another video when the attack happened. Hmm. And the, the lens was still on the whole time. That's why there's no video. Can you imagine a video? That'd be crazy. Even though I think that, that I, is a, that is still odd though. How I because it's recording, right? Yeah. So why would he hit record when the caps when the lens caps on? I have no idea how the situation and circumstances behind that. I really don't know. Hmm. But the camera recorded actually recorded six minutes of the attack. I've never heard oh. the full six minutes, and I guess the, the stuff only a little bit got out. But it attacked Timothy first. And you can hear his screams, and then you hear Amy shouting. I, I could hear her saying, fight back, fight back. Mm. And I guess at one point, Amy actually grabbed a frying pan, and it tried to attack the bear and tried to help out Timothy as much as she could. So, I mean, that was brave. But uh, that's when the bear killed Amy. Oh, wow. Then the bear carries Timothy off a little ways where I said they found him. Not too far. Uh-huh. And that's where he begins to eat them. Oh, gee. 
So that is a much more in-depth account of the sad tale of the grizzly man. Yeah. Uh, much better. I think it was better than our first attempt in our pilot episode. Yeah. Uh huh. I know. Hopefully, nobody has nightmares from those sounds that they heard. <laughs> oh yeah. But if you want to know even more about Timothy, what you can do is you can buy his book. He has a. He wrote a book. It's called "Among Grizzlies Living with Wild Bears in Alaska." Or you can watch the documentary film called Grizzly Man, which was made after his death, and it pretty much tells the same story I told you with a, with several additional things. It's a good documentary and has a 93% fresh rating. Hey. And it also won many awards. And you can even you can find it on YouTube, so I'll put the link up on there so you can check it out. There's also another video I want to put up. It's the one I was telling you about with Timothy doing different takes oh, okay. of himself. It's it's like a semi-documentary video, but it was all stuff that he shot. Okay. And he's he's kind of he was a big like anti-government guy, so you hear oh. him, you hear him go on this big rant. And he so that's why I think he's funny. And then he oh. talks about how how terrible he is with women. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's I really I really thought he was a entertaining funny guy. I don't know what he was what he was doing what do i say it was right or wrong i don't have an answer for that yeah. but all in all he was a pretty entertaining guy hmm. so dave that is going to wrap up the episode i hope you and everyone enjoyed more famous people being killed by animals yeah uh, i'm glad we redid that story too uh, i don't think i don't think we did enough justice for the first time so i'm glad we got to do it again so for next week once again i have not decided what we are doing <laughs> It's possible we might do Crocs and Gators, but I, I'm starting a new job next week, and I, that would be a really research-heavy one. So maybe, I don't know yet. It just depends mm. on what I, what I can do. Uh, and if anyone wants to make a suggestion, feel free. We had one from Paul from New York. He suggested that we cover Tasmanian Devils. Hey, that'd be good. That one would be cool. So they're on the list now. And I want to give a quick shout-out today to Susan D. from Maryland. Susan D. From Maryland. <laughs> she said some nice things on an email and posted some nice things on a YouTube clip of a little owl wrapped up like a little burrito. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it was just wrapped up and the lady was playing with it. And nice. It was biting her fingers. It was, it was pretty cute. So thank you for that, Susan. Now, Dave, if yeah. our listeners enjoy the show and they want to help out and support us, what can they do? Well, they can uh, subscribe, rate, review... Go to iTunes. Go to iTunes, and I say iTunes because it's still like the most, uh, well, it's still like the most used uh, podcasting system. Uh -huh. iTunes and Apple Podcasts. So yes, please go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. And if you don't use iTunes, then uh, give us a review on whatever platform you do use, or you can even go to our Facebook page and leave a review there. It really helps us on the just stand out and get noticed. So please do that if you can. Now, also, if you want to be an even more amazing person and become a producer of the show, you can do that by giving a little donation. That would be more than wonderful. I work really hard on this and any money would, will go right back into the podcast anyway. And the way you can do that is on PayPal. You can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com, or you could go to my personal account on Venmo, Matthew-Hamilton-51. And this is all in the script description below as well. Give me a belated birthday gift. <laughs> Dave actually got me a pretty cool gift. You and uh, your wife, Dana, they got me like the map of the world that you can scratch off. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's really, it's pretty cool. I've already started doing it, but it, it's a map of the world, but I'm not doing it to like where country is supposed to do it from where you've been, mm-hmm. but we're, I'm going to, we're going to do it to, I'm going to scratch off where, where we get hits nice. on the podcast. So I've already started, begun scratching. Nice. <laughs> and pretty it's, soon, it's pretty fun. It's like the whole world. It's like soothing. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. There's something about it. It's just right on. one of those oddly satisfying things when you're just <laughs> scratching it away. Nice. Uh, also, remember if you or someone you know has a cool animal related story you'd like to share, maybe we can share it on the pod. Or if you just want to communicate with us, like Susan did, uh, um, ask us a question, suggest an episode idea, feel free to do that by email us or uh, go to Facebook as well. Also, please recommend the show to family and friends. Help. It will help build us up. Tell them we are on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all the ones we need to be on. Whew. I always struggle with that part. But <laughs> Dave, do you have anything to add? No, I'm good. Uh, Colonel, I don't even know if I feel like asking him right now. Colonel mm-hmm. Cheetor, do you have anything to add? Matt, I'm sorry for my comment earlier, but you still suck. Well, yeah, he's definitely a dick, isn't he? <laughs> Where's he learning this stuff? I don't know. Anyway, this is this is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Please tell your friends, be a part of building us up, and we will see you next week. Bye.